Good afternoon, evening, and welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour one of the broadcast here on this Wednesday, the 14th of February, 2024. And I'm your host, Richard Carey. This is Beyond the Official Narrative. February always has that odd uh, pronunciation, you know, uh, the rue in there kind of throws you off a, a, a January, but then you have February, and uh, well, we should have uh, Mr. Scorpio, uh, I'm not aware of anything otherwise, so Just momentarily, he should be catching his uh, superhero notification and um, getting on board the uh, truth train here. But, uh, well, I don't know, you know, what to bring up first out there. Evidently, there's a new set of retaliatory strikes from Israel being launched on Lebanon. Uh, Just today, Israel warplanes, so I mean, maybe a bit earlier Wednesday uh, during the day, uh, as far as Middle Eastern time zone, on Wednesday, Israel warplanes have been widely reported to be flying at low altitude over Beirut, which is a rarity amid fears the conflict on the Israel-Lebanon border is about to expand into major war. So, I mean, have they launched these strikes? I mean, earlier in the day, Sky News reported that an extensive wave of attacks were launched on southern Lebanon by Israel in the latest salvo against Hezbollah. However, at least three Lebanese civilians were reported dead in the aftermath, a woman and two children. The attacks resulted in fires erupting in area buildings. Then we had a quote from Israel's chief of the general staff of the Israel Defense Forces, IDF, General Herzi Halevi. He said just today that, quote, if a war breaks out in the north, the army will use all its tool and capabilities. I guess he meant tools, plural, and capabilities. And, uh, well, an additional seven others were wounded in the large strikes which pounded villages across the south. Regional reports say that the Israeli strikes were retaliation for a presumed Hezbollah rocket attack on northern Israel, which killed a woman and wounded several others. So, of course, they, had, uh, they didn't even have alleged evidence, uh, it, it appears, that they had even like something they construed uh, falsely to be supposed evidence. And even these news sources would not say presumed. 
I mean, they're so in line, generally, in the reporting. So, let's see, uh, according to details in Israeli media, an Israeli woman was killed and eight others were wounded as a barrage of rockets fired from Lebanon slammed into Safid at an army base in the northern city, the military and medical officers said. In response to the attack, the IDF said it launched widespread airstrikes against targets belonging to the Hezbollah terror group in Lebanon. And numerous launches were identified crossing from Lebanon into the area of Neuta, Minara, and into the IDF base in northern Israel. Ah, I see uh, Mr. Scorpio has managed to join. And yeah, David, I was just mentioning the story. Israel launches extensive wave of retaliatory strikes on Lebanon. And so they have... And this is, of course, in response, in retaliation for presumed Hezbollah uh, rocket attack uh, on northern Israel, uh, which allegedly killed a woman and wounded several others. But, well, uh, it's Valentine's Day and oy vey, David. Well, yeah, uh, it's all part of Israel's uh, continuing quest to obfuscate uh, what they're doing in Gaza. I think they, they want to give the appearance of the wars expanding. Uh, we're facing enemies at all corners, at all borders, but it's just in, uh, it's just enemies they've created themselves and to, to try to distract away from the ongoing genocide and slaughter of civilians. Uh, a couple hundred a day are being killed, and of course now they're all cornered in Rafa, and Israel's on the verge of doing an actual ground invasion into the city that uh, all the Palestinians were, were told would be safe. So go figure. Mm, yes. Uh, just like when in the past, I mean, they were told to uh, flee to the south toward the Egyptian border, and then they started bombing that direction, uh, killing a large amount of civilians who had been told to go that way, specifically to avoid so, I mean, it's just so many of these are signs that they just want to kill as many as possible. Oh, definitely. That's the goal. It's pretty clear. Um, it's just amazing that uh, people don't want to see it. Of course, all the conservative media, the so-called conservative media, helps cover this up very well. Uh, Sean Hannity and crew and all the uh, all the other simpletons that are basically uh, Israel firsters disguised uh, disguised as america firsters uh, but they're not they're all in the interest of israel more than america they just don't tell people the truth yes and uh i mean i don't know have you heard any more updates as far as further expansion into the west bank as well i mean i don't know i mean if they're so concerned with wiping out the population in gaza you'd think it's only a matter of time before they set their eyes on removing all of West Bank. I think they just want no Palestinians to exist in, in what has been the land of Palestine uh, historically, and in future maybe some Palestinians scattered in other countries of the world, and, and that's it. Well, absolutely, and of course, you know, uh, under the Roman Empire, it was called uh, Syrian Palestine uh, a long time ago. Wasn't is has been Israel for a long time, guys. That's all mythology. Uh, the idea that somehow Israel's existed for thousands of years—it hasn't. Uh, so, yeah, 
it's not surprising to me, uh, Richard. I think they want all. Well, I know they want all of it. And they the goal, of course, is the biblical borders of Israel. It's openly being talked about in Israeli media now, at least in the kind of right wing circles within Israel. And let's see what I what I didn't cover that was in this article from Zero Hedge. Meanwhile, while meeting with civilian leaders of communities in northern Israel in the aftermath of Wednesday's violence, General Halevi said, quote, there is still a long way to go, unquote, in stopping the security threat from Hezbollah, which has resulted in dozens of Israeli towns remaining evacuated near the border. He told mayors from the region, uh, a news outlet, quote, thanks to you, the IDF can act decisively to change the security situation in the north. There are very great achievements in hitting Hezbollah in Lebanon, but we continue to act. This is not the point to stop. There is still a long way to go, and we will walk it together, unquote. And uh, he warned, uh, let's see, uh, well, on Tuesday, Hezbollah Secretary General Hassan Nasrallah gave a televised speech where he warned that his fighters will not stop its attacks on Israel, uh, Israeli troops, rather, until the assault on Gaza is ended. What do you make of of, of that, uh, Hezbollah Secretary General, uh, stoking the fire? Uh, if we're supposed to believe this is grassroots, well, it's certainly very convenient from the Israeli point of view to have a uh, a terrorist uh, that brags about what they're going to do um, and necessitating more uh, violence by Israel. It all fits together very nicely, and I, I think there's a central. Comp- control point i don't i don't buy the idea that this is all organic i just i, I don't see it yes and i mean well as far as the uh the red sea i saw a report that the eu is launching a new attack in the red sea and the hoodies have you heard about that <laughs> no i have not what's the latest <laughs> on that for us <laughs> Uh, no, you know, it was like a, a side link on one of the other articles I brought up, and I didn't even bring it up, so I don't have the details. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, the EU uh, coordinating, I didn't even find it of interest, but I, at least for uh, for, for, for humorous reference, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I should try to locate it and I uh, could get at the break, you know. Well, well, what's interesting about it is this idea that we're, we're having to uh, take the long way in the shipping route. Um, and what's interesting about that is it's actually a great excuse for the continued inflation for all of the goods that we buy. Uh, oh, there's no, can't help it. I have to go around the Horn of, uh, Horn of Africa now uh, because of the terrorists. Uh, nothing we can do about it. It's all very convenient because uh, inflation is not stopping. And now they've got a, an external reason beyond uh, money printing and just giving away money to people all over the world. And, well, we just uh, had this new uh, set of funds secured. I uh, what this is combined, evidently, for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. And a lot of people are, are taking note of everyone who voted uh, for this. Like At this point, the count for is 22 for Republicans, evidently, who voted yes to this, what, they're saying... Uh, it's quite a lot. 
I mean, what were they saying? Trillion, huh? Ninety-six trillion before an aid bill. No, that can't. It's got to be billion. It can't be billion. Yeah. Yeah, billion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's more shekels than the that exists <laughs> in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, but yeah, of course. Uh, the. Uh, I yeah. No, I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I don't know what how I was uh, looking at that, but yeah. No. Yeah. yeah billion. <laughs> Pretty yeah, soon yeah, it will uh, be trillion. Pretty soon it will be at the trillion. You know, just maybe a few more years of. <laughs> yeah, just add some more zeros. Uh, pretty soon you're talking about some real money. Yeah, uh, you know, I actually predicted this was going to happen that the Republicans were going to be more interested in funding the uh, foreign aid bill than uh, taking care of the border. And sure enough, that's what's exactly happened. And this, this other one here. Um... It doesn't really dovetail. Uh, I mean, the U.S. birth rate has plummeted as a, the mirage of the American dream evaporates. Uh, to say uh, this is, well, I guess this is mostly various Bloomberg sources. So depending on how much you trust them, but they're saying the U.S. birth rate has fallen somewhere between 14 percent and 20 percent since 2012, depending on the estimates per Bloomberg Today, about 35% of women aged 25 to 44 have never given birth, almost double the number in 1976. And then we have the commentator from uh, Citizen Watch Report uh, after, well, after posting on the blog, you know, this, uh, this X post. Uh, Both my granddad's owned homes, he says, had no degree and had multiple children getting by on one blue collar income. Neither of my grandmothers ever worked. Now, neither my wife or I could afford to not work. We wouldn't survive on just one paycheck with zero kids. Things like that make the decision easy for people already on the fence about being a parent. Both grandfathers retired comfortably with pensions and Social Security as well. The American dream mirage has evaporated. Kind of hard to argue, wouldn't you say, David? Oh, certainly so. Uh and again, this is uh, primarily because of inflation. Uh, inflation's been a lot worse than they've told us for a very long time. Now it's reaching a critical point. But yeah, you know, my, my uh, maternal grandfather uh, raised uh, four daughters and his wife never worked uh, in San Diego uh, just doing a, a blue collar job uh, and owned a house and two cars. Uh, those days are long since past. Indeed, indeed they have been. Well, as far as other war updates, I mean, we had evidently something offered from Putin. Uh, Putin's suggestion, though, however, of a Ukraine ceasefire has been rejected by the United States. Uh, Sources from Reuters are stating you know, and that was posted on X uh, just, well, just yesterday. So, and of course, the people uh, commentating on this blog, Citizen Watch Report, were, were pointing out, shouldn't Ukraine be make the one making that decision and not the U.S.? Uh, you know, if it weren't such a puppet ruler and, and puppet government, uh, I'll, I'll add myself there. But uh, things are going... Badly for Ukraine, uh, really badly, you know, is another uh, headline coming in. They're saying it's just relentless pressure at the heart of Ukraine's problem is diminishing international aid. 
Ukraine had previously said it may not be able to successfully defend itself against Russia without U.S. help. The Senate on Tuesday, again, you know, passed this, uh, well, $95 billion emergency defense aid bill that could help Ukraine, but the bill must go to the House of Representatives, still where Republicans are expected uh, to seek to block it. In the meantime, Ukrainian troops are having to restrict their ammunition use, and in some parts of the front line, they're being outgunned three to one. A Bloomberg recently reported U.S.-supplied guns such as the howitzer are falling silent near Bakhmut, a, a city that has been the site of months of brutal combat, brutal combat because of shell shortages, CNN reported. So, yeah, that's, that's my update on, on Ukraine, Scorpio. Well, I'd say things are going quite as planned um, from how I see it. The whole point of this war, really, so-called war, is to empty Ukraine out and get rid of as many citizens as possible, especially uh, men of fighting or breeding age. Uh, That's happening. And, um, you know, Ukraine's an artificial country anyway. The very idea that we should care so much is absurd. You know, uh, Ukraine's always really been part of Russia. And going further back, it was part of Poland. Uh, you know, it, and of course, the the modern borders of Ukraine were, you know, sort of just drawn up at a whim uh, by Vladimir Lenin in like 1911. So the idea that this is some sacrosanct border is just not historically true, especially, you know, of course, east of the Danube. It's all Russian speaking people there anyway. So the idea that this is some I've heard these idiot conservatives talking about the day saying that if we allow Vladimir Putin to have any of the land in Ukraine, chaos is going to break out all over Europe. It's going to be horrible. He's going to try to attack a NATO country next. I mean, this pure fantasy, you know, paranoid thinking here that's really not attached to reality. They're just trying to sell the uh, war to the the general population in a way that they can understand and support. But the real objectives are much different, of course, than they tell the public. Oh, yeah. It reminds me about what people uh, were saying uh, and say to this day about Adolf Hitler. You know, that after invading Poland, his plan was to invade all of the West, take over Europe and the United States. Well, no, I mean, there's absolutely no evidence for that. It's it's absurd. And, of course, um, you know, he was trying to basically... uh, recreate some older borders uh really and hey uh, of course world war ii was worth it right (laughs) we'll be right back folks are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs for some the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. 
free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. I'm an old sleep And we are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. Richard Carey here with Comrade Scorpio. And we were just uh, giving a- attention for, a, you know, off air uh, discussing the Putin interview. I know David had a chance to at least catch a, a good portion. I mainly caught highlights played by fellow RBN hosts and, well, I did notice, though, and it was pointing out, among other things, I mean, Putin did refer to World War II as what he said they call the, the Great Patriotic War. Uh, since you bring up World War II, David, uh, any commentary on that and, and further on the what you caught of the interview overall and Putin? Yeah, well, it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, of course, you know, the, the whole World War II mythology is cemented in in um, Russia as well as it is in America. And, of course, in America, it was the Great Patriotic War as well. Um, it's not necessarily called that, but there's 
it was considered a very patriotic war. And uh, Putin, uh, while he gave a great history lesson about Ukraine, like the history of Ukraine, how it's basically been Russian and the, the different phases that's gone through over time, that was really good. But then he talked about the Nazis and, uh, you know, Hitler and, uh, um, you know, uh, the Holocaust. I mean, he basically gave, you know, um, a, a, a shout out, let's say, to the entire history of World War II, the standard history. So um, to me, that's a mixed bag. He talked about the Nazis like they were this great evil, but that's the Russian version of the history. Even though it's, if you look at it more objectively, it's not really true. And of course, what what the Russians did to uh, Berlin when uh, they invaded it uh, is just horrific. Uh, the rapes and the killing and the plunder that happened. Uh, of course, you left that part out. Uh, and uh, so, uh, just a mixed bag, you know. A lot of Nazi talk and a lot of, of you know. <laughs> giving the official history of World War II absolute credence, which, you know, is, of course, in my estimation, is far off. Yes. And so it was kind of creepy, I suppose. I mean, how much he's highlighting the wrongs of others and just completely omitting, you know, anything that occurred... Well, as as William pointed out as well, I mean, prior to World War II, closer to, like in World War One era with the Bolshevik Revolution, uh, but even just in general, I mean, the Stalin uh, regime, you know, era, and uh, well, I mean, the treatment of all, uh, I mean, peoples of so many countries, you know, uh, before, during, after uh, the World War Two era, uh, to. Uh, generalize so i mean you know i don't know to then also give so much reinforcement then to the the holocaust industry uh, trademark inserted here right well it, it is an industry uh you know norman Finkelstein authored a book uh, called the holocaust industry which is a, a good read uh written by a jew of course and he makes a good point that the Holocaust stories didn't really begin until the 1970s, the late 1960s, early 1970s, for some reason. It wasn't really a, a thing, you know, uh, until then. So, uh, you know, and of course, the whole thing's been greatly exaggerated. And, you know, it's possible that the Russians turned those uh, work camps into death camps after they took over. Uh, I don't believe that the uh, Germans were running death camps. They were work camps. You can't run a, a work camp and a death camp at the same time. It's just really not very possible or practical. Yes, well, I mean, I, I, I certainly have been impressed with the, the work of uh, many, most of all, uh, from what I have uh, give, given attention to and men I, I've uh, interviewed myself would be Fred uh, Luchter, Fred Luchter and, uh, well, Jim Rizzoli, and uh, I'm sorry to have heard that uh, very recently his uh, twin brother, who was also a Holocaust revisionist, Joe Rizzoli, uh, passed away. So uh, that that was sad to hear. So. 
Yeah, and of course, to... John Kaminsky uh, passed away a few days ago, too. So, yeah. No, always losing uh, people with, uh, you know, great contributions. And, and, and where does the, uh, the work and research get preserved? And often you have to wonder if that is the case, right? Unfortunately, but... There are many archives, of course, out there, but time, it, it, it's so fast, it's faster than we can. And with that, I mean, <laughs> it's so much more I want to get to. Already at the bottom, break, we'll be back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem. Pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. One day we will put it all behind. We'll say that was just another time. We'll say that was just another day. are back folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey and comrade scorpio discussing the tucker putin uh, lowdown so yeah overall a mixed bag i mean is he going along with the uh, green agenda i mean some have claimed not and that made me wonder and i can't really find uh, just quickly online uh, how many of these BRICS nation leaders have attendees, uh, representatives at the World Economic Forum these days? That could help let you know how likely they're on board with the climate agenda. That's certainly one of the things that seems a prerequisite if you're going to be at these and, and on board uh, with these uh, young global leaders, these uh, elitist think tanks. David? Well, yeah, I, I don't think... Uh Russia can go along with that too well simply because their economy is based around selling gas and oil. That's one of the big things that drives their economy. But, of course, you know, at some point it's going to have to come out that the green agenda just is not going to work. The numbers don't add up. What they claim they're going to do isn't possible unless they unveil uh, some kind of exotic uh, free energy or highly advanced technology. Uh, But instead they're trying to do it with, windmills and solar panels which ain't going to cut it by any stretch of the imagination especially if you want to try to hook up millions of electric cars onto the grid the whole thing is absolutely absurd uh when you start to look at the numbers so um at some point that's going to have to come out but that it ain't going to happen um so russia is participating in some ways i I know they've started building a 15-minute city in russia and, you know, they're going along with the cryptocurrency. They're actually doing uh, experiments with cryptocurrency with their bank, trying to expand it. And, of course, they went along with the vaccine. So they've gone along with a lot of things. And they did the, the whole COVID-2 step, pretending like it was all real. So, uh, again, we have a mixed bag with Putin. Uh, you know, he goes along with some things, but not with everything. Yes. And... Uh... As far as that story you were asking about, I was able to pull that up. came out, uh, what, January 26th, actually. So it's not that um, recent EU to launch new military operation against the Houthis in the Red Sea. Uh, And it was just uh, breaking news at the time from Arab news uh, sources. Italian defense minister says Italy 
is ready to assume leadership of the European mission in the Red Sea. Must begin as soon as possible. So did that ever happen? Did Italy get involved? I I wouldn't be able to say, but that's all uh, that was evidently, David. Well, you know, any country that's involved in NATO participates in some of this stuff, so uh, it's hard to say. They, you know, they, they use a little bit from everybody in NATO, so who knows? But uh, it's just interesting that uh, the great threat is the uh, poorest country in the world who can't seem to stop these ragtag rebels. We've got the best equipment in the world, but we just can't seem to stop them. I, I just find that odd and, frankly, hard to believe. Right. And we had one from February 1st, a story saying the Houthis have threatened to cut down the Red Sea underground fiber optic cable. So, yeah, well, that's not going to happen. That will, that'll never happen. Uh, it's a good threat, though. Uh, it makes them look like, oh, my God, these people are horrible. we got to do something. Uh, but it's not going to happen. I can guarantee you that. And this kind of reminds me in some ways of, of ISIS, uh, you know, back during the ISIS heyday. You recall the the uh, long caravans of brand new Toyota trucks. You have to wonder where they got all those trucks from. Did they go to a Toyota dealership and buy the trucks? Uh, but they did these long caravans of Toyota trucks with machine guns mounted in the back. Yet our satellites couldn't pick them up. Uh, we couldn't do an airstrike on them. They just all they were just invincible somehow. Uh, interesting. Kind of reminds me of that, uh, Richard. Oh, Touche. I uh, certainly. And so, I mean, how many countries are, do, I mean, do we officially have other countries already in BRICS other than, you know, the original countries from the acronym Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa? I mean, I've heard at times even France wanted to join, for example, uh, talk of possibly yeah. Iran joining, but then... Most recently, uh, I saw a list here of 14 additional countries that want to join, and none of them include, uh, you know, uh, those two, uh, for example. They say Algeria. No, no. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they're never going to let any EU country join BRICS. Uh, that's, uh, it's a nice, makes a nice story, but it'll never happen. And uh, it's interesting, you know, Argentina, the, the uh, uh, Javier Milel, uh removed Argentina from BRICS uh, last week, apparently, or earlier this week. And, um, of course, he wants to bring Argentina onto the American dollar, uh, him and his, his uh, Shabbat Lubavitch buddies. So uh, that, that country's been taken off the uh, BRICS list uh, by uh, the, the, great, the new conservative threat with the Trump hair is Javier Miley, who, who's converting to Judaism. He was raised Catholic, but uh, he's going to—he's converted to Judaism, and his, the first thing he did after getting uh, elected was to take a, 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 a pilgrimage to uh, Rabbi Schneerson's grave in in Queens. So that should tell you a lot about who he is. And if well, this source can be trusted uh, to be uh, up to date and accurate. This was from uh, MSN <laughs> website, but. They're saying the 14 countries include Algeria, Bahrain, and Bahrain. I mean, Bangladesh, Belarus, Bolivia, Cuba, Honduras, Kazakhstan, Kuwait, Palestine, and Senegal. Oh no, oh, Senegal, 
Thailand, Venezuela, and Vietnam. There, there's the whole list. I had applied uh, to join the BRICS bloc. Well, Palestine, <laughs> and they're saying 14 countries. So that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, you've got all, you know, most of those countries are fairly backwards. And, uh, you know, I'll just add one other, other thing, you know, in that in that funding bill for the foreign aid, uh, there's money not only for you know Israel and Ukraine. There's also money for Taiwan for them to uh, buy more military equipment, which I find incredibly pr- provocative. I can't believe they're going to send uh, more money to Taiwan to s- strengthen their armaments. And essentially, uh, that's close to an act of war almost, you know, because China considers that part of China. So it's pretty aggressive. I'm, I'm really surprised they're they're uh, pushing that hard. Are you there, Richard? Yes. As, as far as Israel itself in the news, I did have a couple on that. To pivot slightly, now a Netanyahu. It is no longer considered, quote-unquote, productive uh, as a partner by the White House. And this is uh, via the Washington Post uh, reported Sunday, citing an unnamed official sources. Well, yeah, no one's going to dare put their name to that, right? <laughs> it's that U.S. President Joe Biden and his administration and his top aides are increasingly edging towards a breach with Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu noting that they no longer regard him as a productive partner who can be influenced. (laughs) According to the report, some of Biden's aides reportedly urged him to publicly criticize Netanyahu over Gaza operations. Sources say Biden, a longtime supporter of quote-unquote Israel, has been hesitant to do so, but is considering it as Netanyahu continues to be frustrated with public actions. Netanyahu's recent actions, including turning down a prisoner swap deal and moving troops into Gaza against U.S. recommendations, have irked U.S. officials. The report says, while the White House has rejected calls to withhold military aid, some aides argue that criticizing Netanyahu could allow Biden to distance himself from unpopular policies while affirming support for, quote-unquote, Israel itself. Biden's private frustration with Netanyahu was evident when he criticized Israel's military campaign in Gaza as over the top. And uh, yeah, that was quoted over the top. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard him say that. And that, that's really going pretty light. That's not exactly a, 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 you know, terrible thing to say. He's just trying to say, hey, you're making me look bad. And, you know, Biden and the Democrats have to at least pretend to respond to the fact that a big part of their base, especially the lefter side, uh, is pretty against uh, what's going on there and I, in Gaza. And I have a feeling what's going to happen is Israel is planning on doing something particularly nasty here in Rafa very soon, in which a lot of civilians are just going to be gunned down in the streets, essentially. And I think they're preemptively trying to distance themselves a little bit. Um, the idea that they're, he's going to turn his back on Netanyahu is absurd. That's all just window dressing. I had another one. That article was out of Citizen Watch Report. Out of Zero Hedge, I had one 
from today. Netanyahu pulls out of talks over, quote-unquote, delusional Hamas demands. Hostage families stunned. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin, isn't that how they like to say it? Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu has said Israel has pulled out of, to talk with Hamas, out of talk with Hamas, and repeated the complaint that Hamas... Hamas's conditions for a possible ceasefire are, quote, delusional, unquote. Israel, here's a quote from Bloomberg. Uh, Israel is holding out for Hamas to change its position before taking any further role in negotiations, the PM's office said Wednesday. Uh, the official statement reads, quote, Netanyahu insists that Israel will not give in to Hamas's delusional demands, unquote. His office stipulated that, quote, a change in Hamas's positions will allow the negotiations to advance, unquote. Hamas has insisted that for a deal to proceed, the Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, would have to completely with- withdraw from the Gaza Strip first. The Israeli side has rejected the demand for, as a non-starter. The Israeli delegation under Mossad Intelligence Chief David uh, Barnea re- returned to Israel for... From talks in Egypt on Tuesday, the new development means Netanyahu is declaring he's, quote, done, unquote, with the talks. A group representing families of the remaining hostages has said it is, quote, stunned, unquote, by Netanyahu's pullout from negotiations. The Israeli PM reportedly didn't want to send representatives to Cairo at all, but Israeli media said the Biden administration brought immense pressure to, to bear for him to do so. Uh, David? Well, uh, there's a lot of different problems with this story, uh, Richard. For one thing, I, I, first of all, I don't believe there's 120-something hostages being kept uh, in Gaza. I just I don't believe they're able to take that many people. And uh, it kind of makes sense that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu doesn't care about the hostages because probably there aren't any. You know, the whole thing's just uh, a show uh, to produce sympathy for the Israeli side as they slaughter civilians. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens, uh, Richard. But I think something nasty is going to go down very soon. I think they're they're preparing for this, uh, with some of this uh, preemptive moves here. Because you've got over a million people uh, basically living in a giant refugee camp now, uh, squashed up against the Egyptian border. I don't see how you can uh, do a full-scale invasion of the city and not gun down a lot of people in the streets. I think that's what they're planning on doing. And I, I sent both of those just to, uh, to text through text to you as well as in the Skype. Uh, if the uh, our uh, management is interested, but another one here. Uh, just since we're talking about war-related topics at this point. White recruits no longer want to join U.S. military. Imagine our shock, right? Each U.S. military service saw a notable decline in white recruits over the past five years, according to data obtained from the Daily Caller News Foundation, likely factoring into the military's crippling recruiting crises. The Army, Navy, and Air Force missed their recruiting objectives by historically large margins in fiscal year 2023, which ended on September 30th. As the broader American public has grown wary of military service, according to Department of Defense, DOD, statistics, 
officials and experts who spoke to the DCNF. According to statistics, officials and experts who spoke to the DCNF. Since 2018, however, the number of recruits from minority groups has remained steady or in some cases increased while the number of white recruits has declined. According to data on the demographics of new recruits obtained by the DCNF, the data quote, reveals the decline of white recruits is almost entirely responsible for the recruiting crises. Unquote. Will Thibault, director of the American Military Project at the Claremont Institute, told the DCNF, quote, a smaller proportion of white Americans serve now than ever before. This is fundamental because the complementary increases in black and Hispanic recruits have not taken place, unquote. He added, oh, I see, for me to comment, I see. So the only reason uh, this is fundamental uh, is because complementary increases in black and Hispanic have not taken place. If they had, you know, it's okay to have zero. It would be okay to have zero Caucasians, I suppose. Moving on to the rest of the story, U.S. troops are under attack in the Middle East, maintaining a heightened posture against a belligerent Russia in Europe and bolstering deterrence against the People's Republic of China. The U.S. military is weakening, unable to respond to some of the most pressing challenges the U.S. national security to U.S. national security, according to a report released by the Heritage Foundation. Quote, this is a huge blow as the recording recruiting crisis is the worst in the history of all Volunteer force, unquote. Robert Greenway, director of the Allison Center for National Security at Heritage, told the DCNF, referring to the plummeting number of white recruits since 2018. And uh, people can find the rest of that at dailycallernewsfoundation.org. But we'll be uh, right back, final segment of the first hour. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. 
Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey with david scorpio david do you have any a comment on the white recruiting crisis in the military oh now you're on mute david uh, you seem to have been unmuted now oh, there you are oh, okay uh, operator air sorry about that operator air uh you know i don't i don't see a uh, big surprise in that I think, uh, you know, these uh, Generation Z guys, a lot of them uh, are a little bit racially aware, uh, more so than the millennials ever were. And uh, I think a lot of them uh, don't want to go die for Zog. Uh, I think there's a considerable um, less patriotic feeling in that sense uh, by young people. And um, I think that goes across all racial boundaries to some degree, but certainly uh, young white men. And I think a lot of them don't want to get involved in the tranny, weird, gay stuff going on. You know, it's, it's not real appealing to a normal, uh, you know, heterosexual male who might want to join the military to have to be surrounded by all kinds of gay and tranny stuff. That's kind of weird. And uh, I think it's a pretty big uh, turnoff for most normal guys. Yes, absolutely. I mean, when you have community showers and toilets and what have you sleeping quarters certainly and just the propaganda you know having to be in uh, seminars and classes where this is indoctrinated 
over and over again, put in your face, being at events with this. I mean, uh, yeah. So then you mentioned the other races also to some extent, though. I mean, they're saying they're getting, in some cases, a little bit more of the others. Of course, not nearly enough, or otherwise they seem to indicate they don't care. But I think they would care. If it was zero whites, they know how their military would be affected in quite a few ways. But, yeah, it is hard to believe that they would have enough, uh, you know, young, um, you know, homies and essays who would be willing to go overseas and, and die in all our wars for Zog, as you say. Yeah, I just think also just uh, younger people have a less patriotic view of all this just because they don't they're not growing up at a time where there's a, a lot of opportunity for, for young people. And of course, that's by design. But uh, it's, it has a big effect on people starting off their life when there isn't a lot of opportunity beyond some low paying corporate job, you know. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of factors at play here. No, yes. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, there was one uh, story I probably should have mentioned already. Evidently, we had some shooting at a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade today, David. There's like two men in oh, custody. I heard this. Yeah, yeah, there's two men in custody. I have uh, two articles on it I could share in the, uh, in the chat and text you here. Yeah, we'll have to look into this. We'll be back, folks. People who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 